Welcome. I'm Tammy Grimes. Whenever I go to a museum or art gallery and I see the work of a great artist, a creation of canvas, of a woman of mystery, of beauty, I wonder who were those women? Those girls who served as models to the artists. What were their lives like? How did they inspire? And why? Today, Mystery Theater brings you one such story with uh, an uncanny beginning and a mysterious end. I found Pierre this morning with a pallet knife in his hand. He had fallen across a canvas he was working on. He was dead. But how did he die, Max? Levon, there wasn't a mark on him. His heart just stopped. But such a young man. I was posing for him only yesterday. That painting, it was... Shall I call it his last act? I don't understand, Max. He had taken his knife and slashed it from top to bottom. And it was as though when he could do no further damage... that his heart failed. Our drama, Goddess of Death, based on a story by Barry Payne, has been adapted for the Mystery Theater by James Agatunia and stars Diana Kirkwood and Mandel Kramer. I shall return shortly with Act One. Yvonne was an extraordinary creature. Her mother had also been an artist model. I'm sure you've seen this extraordinary beauty interpreted on canvases by artists of the first rank. And so had the English painter George Haller. Also, he had heard that Yvonne was not happy with Pierre Maurice, who had hired her to pose for him that winter of 1879. December was very cold in Paris, and Pierre's paintings were not selling well. As George Haller walked upstairs to the top floor, he could hear a woman's voice pleading. Then a man who he recognized as Pierre Maurice, the painter. The woman must be Yvonne, his mother. There was desperation behind that door. No, Pierre, don't, please, don't point that gun at me. Yvonne, what you are doing is going to be the death of me. I can't sit on it any longer. Pierre, it's me, George Haller. Let me in, will you? Pierre, don't be foolish. If someone is going to die, Yvonne, it won't be me. Pierre, unlock this door. Pierre! Put the gun away, please! Pierre, let me in. I'm breaking the door down, I warn you. Pierre, what have you done? Have you killed her? I... I didn't mean to. I was just uh, trying to frighten her with a gun and it went off. Thank heavens, she's opening her eyes. Mademoiselle, are you hurt? She's not saying anything, but she is breathing. I don't see any wound on her. Monsieur, I... I am all right. But I didn't shoot at her. See, the, the hole is over there. She kicked my arm and the bullet went into the wall over there. Mademoiselle Yvonne, are you all right? It's true, monsieur. Pierre did not shoot me. Here, let me help you to your feet. Uh, You're quite sure now. You have no pain anywhere because I could take you directly to the hospital. No, I didn't mean it. It's been coming over me for a long time. Mr. Hold on to my arms, mademoiselle. Up we go. Uh, all right. Now, Pierre, give me that gun. 
What in heaven's name were you trying to do? Now give me the pistol. I'm not pointing at anyone, You are not to be trusted with a gun. Just take the girl and go away. What you don't seem to realize in your state of mind is that you might point that thing at yourself, and I won't have that. So give it here. I don't want the horrible thing. Ivan, I don't know what came over me. I'm truly sorry. You go away from me. Go away. I wouldn't hurt you for the world. What in heaven's name are you trying to do with a loaded revolver? It's an accumulation. Intense work, concentration, and... She, she drove me to it. But I, I wouldn't hurt her, really. Yvonne, can you ever forgive me? Pull out a gun and aim it at someone. You should be put away where you could do no harm. Pierre, you don't know how lucky you are. I am not dead. Georges, I'm begging you. Get her out of my studio. She is the very devil herself. Yvonne, will you let me see you home? If you like, monsieur. I'm George Heller. I, I, I happened to stop by here hoping I could persuade you to come and pose for me. I'm glad you came when you did. Now, look, Pierre, I want you to lie down. And as soon as I've taken Mademoiselle home, I shall come back and we'll talk. You needn't bother to come back, George. I want to be by myself. I'm through with that witch. I don't care what happens to the painting. I, too, have finished with you, Pierre. But pay me the 50 francs for the past week's work. As for posing for you, Monsieur Haller, I, I, I don't know. I must, I must take a rest. This has been very upsetting. I never dreamed being an artist's model could be such a dangerous profession. Well, as a rule, it isn't, I assure you. Something has happened to Pierre. Get out. Get out, the both of you. Well, I'm sane enough to understand what I'm doing. George, you want her to model for you? Well, don't say I didn't warn you. Having her for a model will be the biggest mistake you have ever made. Mademoiselle Yvonne? Au revoir, Pierre. Perhaps I'll drop by tomorrow and we'll talk then. Don't bother. I don't want to see you again. I don't know what happened in there, Mademoiselle. And what's more, I don't wish to know. Will you meet me tomorrow at Le Deux Magot? We will have some food and wine and discuss whether you wish to pose for me and the painting I have in mind. Well, all right. Tomorrow, 12? But please, I can get home all right alone. The metro goes right by my door. Tomorrow, then. 12 o'clock at the cafe. <laughs> That was my first meeting with Yvonne. Unusual? Highly. Did I save her life? I'm not sure. Would Pierre have fired a second time and perhaps killed her if I hadn't broken down the door? I arrived at the Demago at quarter to twelve, opened a newspaper and began to look for a studio. Welcome, Yvonne. Please, sit down. What will you have? A piano. As soon as I catch the waiter's eye. Have you seen the morning paper? Are you one of those painters who is interested in all France? It's economics, it's politics. Well, not only all of France, but the whole world. Oh, I hope you are not going to talk a lot while you work. I need silence if I am to concentrate on who you wish me to be. Well, I paint very quietly. Good. Oh, waiter, two pianos here. 
So, you might consider working for me, Yvonne? I might. I've heard of you. Well, that's fine. That's why I was looking in the newspaper to find a studio. At least as good as the one I have in London. Yvonne, tell me. When Pierre kept saying over and over, it's all her fault. What did he mean? I don't know. I have done a lot of posing for him. Uh, this one was a Corsican girl. Before that, we did a woman lady, and before that... Well, I shall speak very plainly. Artists don't generally make such a fuss about their models. Was there something in between you? Was Pierre in love with you? Well, all painters become in love with their models, in a way. But then, it passes. It's not a true love, you understand. They paint me as a Galatea. And they imagine themselves Pygmalion. Do you understand, Mr. Harlow? George. Uh, George. You're very well read, Yvonne. Uh, to be a model is not to be stupid. I'm not just a mannequin dressed or undressed, standing or sitting. I must think and feel who I am so you can paint me. My mother taught me that. Yes, I am well read, well educated, and I can speak well if I wish to. You're English, aren't you? Oh, yes, quite. Then I will tell you a little secret. The artists here in Paris think I'm French. Your first name is uh, George, isn't it? Yes, Yvonne. What did you just say? I said your name is George, isn't it? <laughs> Why, you're not French at all. Governor, I was born while Bell Bells was ringing. I've been on this cock star, I am. Well, you do a French accent very well. And I'm not Yvonne, either. It's me professional name. But I'm not going to tell you, me baptismal. Yeah, Parisian or Londoner, Yvonne is perfectly all right with me. I've heard of you, George. I have friends in Cheapside. They've talked of you. You're a good man. Well, I'm selling well, if that's what you mean. Well, that was the trouble with Pierre. He wasn't selling. Well, that isn't the only thing troubling him. Well, I mean, we all have those dry spells. Look, since you've been honest enough with me, I'll do the same for you. Yvonne... Although you have the reputation in Paris of being an excellent model, there are certain painters who would avoid you. Mm, I suppose you mean that to lose low track. We didn't get on. And you know why? He's a very particular man. If I was one minute late, he'd start throwing brushes at me and cursing. I don't like to be spoken to like that. And sometimes you wouldn't show up at all. It's possible. On a very wet day... If it's too dark to paint, I'm saving the artist money by not arriving. Well, that could be one of the reasons Pierre was so angry. You think so? Yvonne, before we begin, I'll tell you this. If you make a promise for a session, rain or shine, I shall hold you to it. If you fail to appear, even if I have to start all over with another model, I shall. I never made a promise I couldn't keep. Yvonne, if you wish to be my model, you begin by acknowledging the truth. I do, do I? Now, you know the truth as well as anyone. And if you don't keep your word and arrive at the time we agree, then the truth is I'm not the painter you'll be happy with. Now, I plan to start an important canvas, important to me. I'm calling it Aphrodite. Oh, one of those goddesses who don't wear clothes. 
can't you paint her in the summertime when it's warmer? My Aphrodite will wear a gown. And you will help me select one. A simple Roman or Grecian toga. If I can't find a studio I can keep heated in Paris, then I'll have to bring you to my studio in London. Now, there's good money in it for you. But I don't want to miss one working day. Not one. All right. I like you. You're a serious man. And I think you know I'm just as serious about my work. It's a partnership. A painter and a model. We both know that. You're right. I've always thought that. I suppose I have been a bit candid with these French painters. I'll be a model model. You'll see. Fine. I trust you will, Yvonne. That waiter never brought the drinks. You see? The French are just as casual. Oh, there you are, George. I've been looking everywhere for you. Max, Max. What will you have to drink? Please, sit down. No, I can't stay. Hello, Yvonne. Hello, Max. Tell me, how's your Adam and Eve canvas getting on? I've had four Adams and five Eves, including Yvonne. The original creation was faster. <laughs> George, have you heard about Pierre? Well, I saw him yesterday. He's in a bad way, Max. Or at least he was. Oh. So you know. Well, I didn't want to spread it around. You must have heard since yours is the apartment just below. He was fooling around with a pistol yesterday. He almost hit him on. But I managed to calm him down. He did seem quieter when we left him. Oh, then you don't know. Pierre is dead. What? Did he shoot himself? Uh, not so far as I know. The landlady found him this morning lying on the floor. He'd crawled from his bed to a painting he was working on. No signs of anything. His heart just gave out. Pierre dead? So young. How very strange. It's interesting to me that only the works of man are immortal. Shakespeare and Ben Johnson have long turned to dust. But their words are as alive today as when first spoken. The same is true of the great composers, sculptors, architects, painters. Their lives live on in their works. And the model, Yvonne, will be the only memorial to those last months of Pierre Maurice. Perhaps also of George Haller. When the memory of those artists as people have completely faded. I shall be back shortly with Act Two. In the 1800s, the left bank, Café of the Deux Mégots. Rendezvous of practically every musician, painter, actor and author for over a century. And now this meeting. Word that Pierre-Maurice, the painter, who the day before had attempted to shoot his model, was this morning found dead. Max, you're quite sure he didn't shoot himself? Quite sure, George. There wasn't a gun in the place. Don't you remember, Georges, when we left, you took his pistol with you? Yes, I did. Oh, this is very sad news, Max. I mean, Pierre had genius. What he didn't have was patience. You have any idea how he died? You know I live on the fourth floor below him. Very early this morning, Gabrielle, our landlady, came knocking on my door. Would I accompany her upstairs to Pierre's? She sensed something was wrong. There he lay on the floor, 
dead. No gun, nothing. The only weapon, you might say, is he had a pallet knife in one hand, but that has no cutting edge. There were bedclothes on the floor. He had crawled to a painting he'd been working on. He'd already started to cut the canvas, slicing it straight through from top to bottom. Was it the head of a woman wearing a blue shawl? Yes, it was, Yvonne. One of the earliest versions he did of me as the Corsican flower girl. We left Paris, Yvonne and I. I was quite pleased getting the very model to pose for me who had been the favorite of countless impressionists and some of the best-known French painters of the day. Somehow, for some inexplicable reason from the very beginning, I was not working well on my Aphrodite. All right, Yvonne. I think you deserve a rest. Oh, no, no, George. Go on. I can hold this pose another hour. But the light will still be good until five. Frankly, it's more for my sake than for yours. Maybe we'll pick up later. We'll see. I'll just shout downstairs to Mrs. Harris and ask for a pot of tea for us. All right? Yes. Tea will be fine. Mrs. Harris, would you bring us up a pot of tea, please? Thank you. She never answers you. Have you noticed? Never has in 15 years. It means she's heard. Doesn't want to waste her breath. In all these months, you know, I've never met her. Well, she's very discreet when it comes to painters. Before I took over this studio, others occupied this space. Romney was supposed to have worked here. She's a wise old bird and rather proud of her boys, as she calls us painters. Now, I've tried to catch her, you know, just to see her. She knocks and leaves the teapot and cups outside. I run to the door, but I always miss her. Whatever is this interest in my landlady? I'd like her to know that this Aphrodite has got clothes on. Oh, that's the tea. Stay where you are, Aphrodite. I'll get it. And while we're taking our break, I think we ought to talk a little more about this goddess you're enacting. You know something, George? You're the first painter I ever posed for who treated me like a human being. Perhaps that's my mistake. I want you to be a goddess. What I want to do is more than just a physical representation of a beautiful woman. I don't understand. Now... I'm going to give you a book about Aphrodite. I know next week you're planning a vacation with some friends in Blackpool, and I want you to read the whole book. Of course I will. I wish I knew what I'm not doing to help you, George. I know Aphrodite was a goddess long before Homer wrote about her. You know there are those who will tell you that love and death are two sides of the same coin. That love is the justification for man, and death the final passion. Do you understand? Yes. You're finding that what I am thinking and saying with my face and body while I'm posing is not love. That's the way it strikes me. So, do read the book. I hope it will bring you closer to Aphrodite. I want people to look at you and go away knowing there is real love. That an Aphrodite can inspire everyone. You know, George, you really have a way with words you have. Yvonne went off to Blackpool, and I was suddenly and unaccountably overcome with a feeling of loneliness. In fact, dreading to be alone. The days passed 
all too slowly. I could hardly wait for her return. Then, as if heaven had divined my problem, Max knocked and stood outside my door, suitcase in hand. <laughs> what a welcome, George. I I had no idea you'd be that pleased to see me. How long are you staying, you old ruffian? Oh, a week or so. Why, you want to be rid of me already? Oh, stay as long as you wish. Now, tell me everything. What's the latest news in Paris? Well, I finally sold that monstrous Adam and Eve I've been fussing with since Christmas. Good. Congratulations. The private collector made quite a bundle on it. And now so I could indulge in a bit and come over here to visit you. Aha. Uh-huh. Oh, um, by the way, they're having a retrospective of Pierre's work at the Academy next February. Oh, to commemorate his death? How can you say that? No, to honor a great artist who died before his time. Mm. Max, did they ever find out what the cause was? Oh, a simple stoppage of the heart. It stopped. What else could it have been? Heart failure at 35? I mean, he had no history of any trouble. At least if he did, no one knew. Who, uh, who took care of his effects? No, I did. I gave all his works to the Academy, sold what furniture I could to pay the back rent, and I have brought you a bundle of his brushes. I know he would have liked you to have them. Pierre's brushes? That was thoughtful of you, Max. And that's not all. He'd done a small head of Yvonne, another practice sketch for the Corsican flower girl. I thought, since she's your model now, perhaps... You'd like to have it. Huh. Beautiful work, isn't it? As soon as I saw it, I wrapped it up for you. There's something written on the back. Oh, is there? Oh, so there is. Uh, what do you make of it? The devil is is a woman. The devil is... What's that last word? It's so scrawled. Ah, I think it's you. Why? Oh, you. The devil is you. It's yours, George. I should treasure it. By the way, how's the girl working out? I suppose it's difficult for her, a French girl living in London, although her English is very good. I'll let you in on a secret, and don't you dare tell her that I told you. Yvonne isn't French at all. What, really? Not French? No, you should hear her now. Just the same, English or French, she's an excellent, hard-working model. Right now she's on holiday with friends. I expect her back any day now. <laughs> They're a very patient man. Oh, you haven't had the trouble with uh, most artists in the quartier have had. Well, she's been extremely reliable with me, Max. I can still hear old Pierre screaming through the walls because she didn't bother to show up. Well, I guess she's reformed. Because she's punctual and she's cooperative. There is something wrong, however. But it's not Yvonne. It's me. What is it that's wrong? I can't even decide on the pose that I want her to adopt. Well, it's Aphrodite, no? Well, I'm not, I'm not doing her disrobed. As a matter of fact, if you examine the Greek temples, she's always wearing some diaphanous gown. So I, I, I need a feeling... A feeling of motion, of a, of a breeze stirring. Oh, I tried her standing, her hand on a stuffed wolfhound. And suddenly I realized I wasn't painting Aphrodite at all, but Diana the Huntress. 
And there are other problems. For some reason, she just isn't thinking properly. George, are you sure you're going about this the right way? I don't follow you. I tell you what. Let me unpack and let's go and eat. Then I'll have a look at what you've been up to. You know, you may have already painted Aphrodite and you don't even know it. Do you realize, George, I've been here three days already? No, it hasn't been that long. Three minutes. I like it. I've been studying all your trial sketches and drawings for Aphrodite. And there's one quality of that girl you've managed to preserve, and I'll tell you this. It gives me a peculiar feeling along my spine. If Aphrodite is to be a symbol of love... I don't know that you've captured it. So you've recognized it. Her eyes. Exactly. Yvonne's eyes. There's animal in it, or in them. Some creature they remind me of. Not the eyes of a human being, it's true. Somehow her expression is always animalistic. Wasn't Aphrodite the goddess of desire? Yes. And in legends led many a man to his death. But that's not the effect that I want to paint. That's not the Aphrodite I want. Mm, for all you know, perhaps Yvonne is closer to the legendary Aphrodite, the seductress. Well, I've given her a book to read, and I'm hoping when she returns it will have intellectually stimulated her. Yes, but will it change her eyes? I'm hopeful. <laughs> you do demand a great deal of your models, George. I very much doubt whether you're going to affect a change through her mind. Oh, she has a nice face and a good figure. The rest is up to you. You've got to put the soul into the painting. She can't do it for you. <laughs> Why am I telling you all this? You know better than I do. I've been thinking this more as a joint undertaking between the model and myself. Rather than just using her as a stuffed, life-sized doll. I'll show you what I mean. Let's take everything and line them up against the wall. You see, Max, what I'm mm. aiming at is not a siren or a seductress, not a passionate creature who causes men to lose their heads, but the symbol of true love. This has a lovely glint. Sparkle. And that's yours. Hello, Max. Yours, I think I know what you want. I read the book. Welcome back, Yvonne. Nice to see you again. Paris misses you. I'm going to confess something. I was standing outside, wondering if I should open the door and walk in or knock. And I heard what you were saying. We said nothing that wasn't complimentary. Georges, I don't know if I can express the pure love you are asking from me in my pose. And my life hasn't been easy. And I suppose whatever innocence you want won't come through. George is wrong to want it. I think you have the ideal Aphrodite in Yvonne, but you seem to refuse to paint it. It's a strange relationship between model and artist. Strange only in that it represents a kind of half-love. And, as in the case of the painter Pierre Maurice, who died in the act of destroying a painting he once loved, in his life, there was not only half love, but half death. I shall find it difficult to wait for the answers and the conclusion 
which will be revealed shortly with Act Three. Days have passed, then weeks. Max has returned to Paris. A strange new relationship develops between George and Yvonne. In fact, it is somewhat less than a relationship. Few words pass between them. The model poses. The artist paints. The clock ticks. Tea is brought up. The silences are longer than the speeches. We'll take a break. I'm not tired. Look, there's still light. I said we'll take a break. Now, if you care to, you can remain here. I'll for a walk. May I see how the painting is going? No, you may not see. I'm turning it to a wall. And if you remain in the studio, I'm putting you on your honor not to look. George, what is it? What's happening? We were good friends. Then Max came, and since he left, you haven't been the same. Max was right. I was wrong. But I can't do it. For a painting to do so much damage to what was a nice feeling. After all, it's just another painting. It is not just another painting. Well, perhaps you should get another model. I'm doing something wrong, and I know it. I'm not helping. I feel badly about taking your money for posing, and you're not satisfied. Yvonne, it's not you. It's me. We'll talk about it when I get back. And how long will that be? Who knows? Yes, Mrs. Harris. Thank you for the tea. It's not Mrs. Harris. <laughs> Decidedly not. Mrs. Harris and I haven't brought any tea. Oh, Max. Max, I'm so glad to see you. Another visit to London wouldn't be complete if I didn't visit George in the most beautiful cockney of Paris. Oh, he told you. I hope you don't mind. Oh, where is Michelangelo? He went out for a walk. He should be back soon. How's it going? Oh, it couldn't be worse. Working for George, I... I don't know what he wants. It's painful. It, it's sad. And I confess to you, when I wake up in the morning and the skies are gray and I know he won't work, that's when I feel happiest. That's when I bless English weather. He's still not fussy with Aphrodite, is he? Uh, let me see what he's done. No, don't go near it, Max. He'll think I've put you up to it. Yes, it's still Aphrodite, but he's forbidden me to look at it. That's why the easel is turned to the wall. Mm, I wish I knew what to tell you. He doesn't sound like the George Heller I used to know. He's not, Max. I'm beginning to hate every day I have to come here. He hasn't said anything pleasant to me in weeks. Well, I shall just sit here and wait for his lordship to return. You're sweet. And maybe I'd better move off to my room in Fulham Road. No, 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 you stay. Perhaps my being here will put George in a better frame of mind. Oh, I hope so. What is going on in this studio, believe me, is destroying us both. The return of the prodigal painter. Max, you always turn up in the nick of time. When my paintings are selling so well, I can not only afford London, but after my stay here, then Italy and Greece. Oh, you're so lucky, Max. It's hard work, not luck. Yvonne is right, George. It's luck. Suddenly, my daubs are in vogue. A year from now, they'll be saying, Max Kaminsky, who's he? Didn't he die? You know, that might be the answer. What, to kill me? What are you saying, my dear? No, I don't mean that. I mean Greece. 
George, why don't you finish Aphrodite there? I mean, she was a Greek goddess. The child may have something. I'd stake you both to the trip. The more I think about it, the better I like it. Well, I don't like it at all. Yvonne, that's all for today. You may go. Tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock sharp. Max, it's been lovely seeing you. I hope before you go we'll have a chance to talk. Tomorrow morning at 8. I'll get the door for you. I can't tell you, Max, how happy just seeing you makes me. Me too, child. Do you mind if I kiss you goodnight? <laughs> I should be very upset if you... <laughs> hope to see you again, Max. Good night, George. Good night. Max, I'm having a devil of a time, and I hope you won't mind my bending your ear with my problems. What's happened between you and your famous model? Happened? Nothing's happened. The work never went better. Oh, perhaps there was too much relationship. I wanted her to become the Aphrodite that I envisaged, and I learned that was impossible. So I use the face, the features, the figure, and I paint what's in my mind. Well, the impression I get from you is that Yvonne is not helping. Max, would you believe it if I told you what I have painted one day is no longer there the next? I would tell you to take a rest. Am I demented? What is this feeling that she casts an evil eye over me? I disregard that. How much longer do you actually need her? Well, I would say just one more sitting should do it. Just a few more touches. The rest I can do on my own without anyone. I mean, this is the crucial time, Max. Perhaps that's why I'm so... So, so, so hostile to Yvonne? Am I? And you don't even know it? Yes, yes, I do. It's because I'm really afraid of her. Terrified that I'll never complete the painting. Max, remember the day we went through all the sketches? Let me show you something. A few weeks ago, I did this one. It was intended to evoke all goddesses. Or at least Atalanta. You remember the one who raced for the golden apple? Yes. Well done. Well done. That mist, that feeling of long ago and far away. Well, this painting was on the easel. When I looked at it the next day... Instead of racing with the golden apple, Yvonne had taken one of the apples and was eating it. Yvonne? I hadn't painted it that way, but the next day, that's the way it looked to me. Well, what did you do? I hadn't touched it. I left it with a goddess having the apple on her hand, and the next time I saw it, she was eating it. Well, she's not eating it now. I, I think you're blaming Yvonne for what's going on inside your own head. Max... I want you to have a long look at Aphrodite. I'll get it over here under the skylight so you can see her better. My Lord, but she's lovely. Yes, she is, isn't she? Oh, you've been going through. And still you've done it. She's like no other woman I've ever seen on canvas. You see what I mean about a little more work to be done, Max? The eyes... I want a deeper shadow there. I mean, one morning's work should do it. If she comes. Doesn't she always? Yes, yes, she does. But perhaps this time... Who knows? I have not treated her well. I know that. But fear is a strange thing. Now, come. There's an all-night cafe on the corner, if I remember. 
They serve a good breakfast, but I'd like to take you for a drink before then. I had a feeling that I had trampled too hard on Yvonne, and that she wouldn't show up at 8, or even 8.30, perhaps not at all. So I went out for coffee to that little place Max and I had shared a nightcap the night before. I didn't hurry. I kept reining in my emotions. Had she forgiven me? Would she come? I got back to the studio, reached for my key, and the door was open. Good morning, George. Well, I am surprised. You'd be here. You said eight. Yes, I did. You've been here since eight? Yes. Well, wonders never cease. And all in costume, right up there on the throne. Yes, yes, that's right. The angle of your face is just fine. You know, I was just... I was just thinking... No. No, my original impression was right. The eyes to glisten a bit more. Do you know, Yvonne, your eyes this morning are absolutely glowing. You must have had a fine sleep. Glowing. Can you hold it, Yvonne? Good. Good. I guess we'll both be glad when it's over. And it ought to be over very soon. I want to tell you something very strange, Yvonne. Painting you as I am now. Concentrating on every brushstroke, every line, every highlight. It's as if you and the very light itself are anticipating my every move. Oh, that is beautiful. Beautiful. I've never seen such a look in your eyes, Yvonne. Unearthly, really. Quite unearthly. The look of a goddess. I once read when they asked the young Mozart how he was able to write such divine music, he said, the Lord held my pen. That's the way I feel now, Ivan. You are the will that my hands must obey. Now, one more touch with the single brush that I have. I have here somewhere. And then we can both stand back to worship your Aphrodite. Yvonne? Yvonne, where are you? Yvonne, where did you go? Max, I think you're here. You didn't happen to see Yvonne going down the stairs as you came up, did you? Yvonne? George, what are you telling me? She was sitting on the throne, the silver one. I can't even remember what she said. I was painting steadily, the eyes, remember? Then I went into the other room. I had remembered that you had given me some of Pierre's brushes. And he had a sable brush that I wanted to try. I walked back in here, and she was gone. A minute later, you walk in the door. Now, where did she go? Are you saying that Yvonne, our Yvonne, was just here now, posing? She was here since eight. Look at the eyes. It's still wet. I didn't even have a chance to thank her, let alone pay her. George, I want you to sit down. What for? I'm going to read you something from the morning newspaper. Ah, yes, here we are. Motor fatalities. A young woman, a professional model by the name of Yvonne, 
was knocked down by a car in the Fulham Road about 7 o'clock last night. What? The owner of the car stopped and took the lady to the Fulham Hospital, where she expired within a few minutes of her admission to the hospital. Well, that's unbelievable, Max. My Lord, I was just painting her just now right here. And she was dead. What do you mean you were painting her? Yvonne, look at her. Aphrodite, look at the painting. Two hours' work done this morning. I, I, I completed it moments before you arrived. Max, she was here, I tell you. It was a sublime experience. A model who, through thought, wills a painter to paint. I painted like a man possessed. And yet, it's not possible. You tell me she died last night? Yvonne had but one aim in her life. In fact, but one reason for living. And so this morning, she returned to your studio so that you could put the final touches on Aphrodite. It's like much of what's been happening to you since the girl started modeling for you. Unexplainable. Inexplicable. Yet you chose the right subject for her to portray, didn't you? Aphrodite, the goddess of love. I shall miss her so. But only you and I will know that she was actually... The goddess of death. For the record, the painting of Aphrodite by George Hallows has been exhibited in nearly every major art museum in the world. It was his masterpiece, and as a matter of fact, his last painting. He gave up painting after Aphrodite, taught and lectured for a while, he would answer questions from the audience, but there was one he always avoided answering, and that was, who is your model for the goddess of love? I shall return shortly. Edna? Hello. Do you have the key? Oh. oh, oh, never mind. We forgot to lock the door. I'll hang up the coats, Melvin. Good girl. Oh. Melvin. Mm-hmm? Take a look in the closet. Edna. Yes, Melvin. There is a dog in the closet. Hiya. Uh, don't worry, it's me, McGruff, the uh, crime dog. Uh, he talks. Of course. How else could I tell you not to leave your door unlocked? Oh, you're McGruff, the crime dog. Edna, you're talking to a dog. I'll uh, say it again. Lock your windows and doors. Use a timer to turn lights on and off. Oh. And uh, tell your neighbors to keep an eye on your house. Good idea. Uh, by the way, you got a neighborhood watch program? Uh, neighborhood watch? <laughs> What's that? Uh, that's where you and your neighbors learn how to protect each other and your neighborhood. Oh. But uh, find out more. Write to McGruff. Box 6600, Rockville, Maryland, and help the... Take a bite out of crime. Edna, lock the door. Gotcha. A message from the Crime Prevention Coalition and the Ad Council. Fascinating tale of mystery, that. And to close, a few words from the writer-poet Ben Johnson. Give me a look. Give me a face that makes simplicity a grace. 
robes loosely flowing, hair is free, such sweet neglect more taketh me than all the adulteries of art. They strike mine eyes, but not my heart. Our cast included Diana Kirkwood, Mandel Kramer, and Robert Dryden. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. Kenneth Davis, who headed my shipping department, was a narrow, bigoted, mean-spirited, petty tyrant. <sighs> well, you know how it is. Only speak well of the dead. How does it go? A day mortuis nihil nisi bonum. Oh, your Latin is excellent. Your respect for the truth leaves something to be desired. Now, tell me, why are you so concerned? Well, you identified Kenneth T. Davis as an employee of Cheswick Kaufman, and that isn't true. He was not. But his wife told me I had fired him. Oh. Well, he probably 